1: Going on 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick.
2: I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And to prepare for this show, I watched all of the Predator stuff Predator, Predator 2, Predators, and then the TV show, which is weird because they never caught him. They just got a bunch of perverts. (laughs) Did you see my episode? I did. (laughs) I'm a horny little thirsty. I'll I'll sign
3: stills from it if you bring them to Gen Con.
4: I uh, actually did a commercial for one of my shows,
2: uh, The Catch a Predator, and it was exactly that. The joke you just made. Yeah, turns out oh, it was a. Uh,
3: predator. I gotcha.
2: Turns out it was actually a commercial for Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs>
3: Actually, like, what, Wait, what about my lemonade? I
2: don't know if you ever watched To Catch a Predator, but the perverts always had Mike's hard lemonade in their backpack. Yes, they did. I,
3: w- I was going to ask how he knew you called it lemonade. <laughs> yeah. Ew.
4: Milk, milk, lemonade. Around
1: the
3: corner, fudges made.
1: Exactly. And here we are. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we're talking it
3: didn't about... didn't take as long to get to the pee and poop jokes this week.
2: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Seriously. But no, so this it, week. What is it, Josh? Uh, we're talking about uh, Predator and Predators. We'd uh, gone, done some going back and forth about whether or not we were going to be doing a complete arnold schwarzenegger show and we determined that his catalog has so many remakes in it that the show would be like nine hours and uh we could more effectively tackle it as a couple of different arnold shows yeah going taking. take so somebody
3: we'll have a show just on arnold's uh voice work and his singing and his albums and things like that
1: yes <laughs> that is what we'll do
4: wait what
1: his <laughs> albums that may be yeah. a joke. You, you haven't uh, heard of his first his opening album where it's called... Oh, yeah, I
4: remember that. There we go. See? It's I called, did.
3: this doesn't look like Austria. Maybe that's you know, what I was doing. I know.
2: Was
3: that, that was what I was doing, wasn't
2: it? I think that's probably what was happening there.
3: Yeah, that makes sense
2: you know what else makes sense uh-oh <laughs> listening to excellent podcasts on the musings of a geek podcast network transition <laughs> yeah how about that one yeah. uh the musings of a geek podcast network you can find such shows as the media feed who the what now moving the needle that'll play and of course the left, field, Lunge. The Lunge. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, left field sports lounge
3: just wanted to get that one in there
2: <laughs> yeah just in case we had forgotten about them so. But if you'd like to check out our older shows, you can always find our archives on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, or TalkShoe. And if you're having problems finding them uh, on any of the main podcasting directories, that should be sorted out by now. But you can always find them on TalkShoe. Yes. And if you do if you have that issue, uh, usually
1: unsubscribe and resubscribe is the thing. Yeah, that, that
2: should take care of it. Yeah.
1: So. Or you
3: can email Mike and he will personally mail the episode to you.
2: Unless you're emailing Mike – on noon. At noon on Saturday. Because Mike's busy. Yes. What's he doing?
3: Probably
1: he's, at Home Depot. Is he
2: actually busy? Maybe. Yes, he's he's recreating the show every uh every Saturday at noon, doing yeah. all of our voices for Geek Life Radio.
3: Yeah, it's live. The flawless <laughs> impression. <laughs> hmm.
2: So that's what I do every week at noon, is I impersonate these three yin yangs. And which means a week from Saturday it's gonna be really meta. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to have to do all of this. Are you doing okay, something with your weird. hands? I can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a visual medium. So, uh, yes, you can tune into our shows uh, every Saturday at 12 noon on Geek Life Radio. Yes. And
1: now on to... dum. Listener, phone num- Oh, phone number 708. No rap. <laughs> 708-669-9727. <laughs>
2: Uh, we do have a couple of voicemails this week.
1: Yes. Can we
3: get, can we just send out, like, if there's somebody out there in the ether of the, the interwebs listening to us that hasn't called in, give us a call. We'd like to hear from some new people. Nothing against Charlie, but um, he's Isn't... starting to interfere with my sleeping patterns. I hear his face <laughs> in my head sometimes, so I'm just laying there. <laughs> it's like, hey, fucker. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to fall asleep and I'm just like, what's up, fucker? I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Is he Stifler? <laughs>
2: I actually don't remember how this first one starts, but uh, let's see.
0: You want to know a thing about Will Smith? I'll fucking tell you a thing about Will Smith. Will Smith is the fucking devil. I fucking hate that guy. Don't get me wrong. He's a good actor. That's cool. But he's a fucking wanker and a fucking half. And I fucking hate him. And his songs suck and fucking shit. Fuck. Another successful
3: topic. Waiting for it. Yeah, me too.
0: And I swear to fuck, <laughs> if I hear summertime one more time, I'm probably going to lose my fucking mind. Summer, summer, summertime. time.
2: <laughs> so. Yeah, I guess he wasn't a fan of Will Smith.
1: Yeah, he should, he should, like, get on either side of the fence on that one. I'm not sure where he stands on this whole situation.
4: <laughs> Wait, is that what you guys got out of it? I didn't get that at all.
3: He wants a second Will Smith episode. Done. Yeah, exactly. Die.
1: All right. <laughs>
3: One episode all about the other members of the family.
4: (gasps) I finally get a Willow Smith episode.
1: Yes. Jaden Month.
4: Oh, (laughs) Uh, Oh. no.
2: God.
1: I don't know. I don't even know if we could pull that off. (laughs) It's One one episode on the Twitter feed. I think I would hit the podcast first. How can Month be real if I am not?
4: (laughs) (laughs) One month of the Twitter feed. Or,
0: uh, never
2: mind. Do we have any more voicemails? Yeah, we got one more.
0: Ooh. I like that if I would like to leave a message and possibly be featured on the show, I should leave a fucking message at the beat. Listen, Dingleberries, if you guys are running out of good shit to fucking talk about, because you're talking about fucking Will fucking Smith, you had a perfect idea last week. You could have done an Arnold show. I could have cu- called in and done my Arnold cry like 15 times. That'd have been fucking cool. But no, you're gonna do Will fucking Smith. Fuck that guy. How about you do variety shows? You know, like Hee Haw, uh, fucking Shares, Variety Show, fucking Saturday Night Live, SCTV, Kids in the Hall, Downer Channel, all the good shit. Don't do Mad TV, cause that's just dumb. Uh, Living Color, all that. You could do I mean, It's a good fucking idea. How come, how come you fucking dimwits can't think of this shit, huh? I love you, Patrick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we we kind of already did the Saturday Night Live show. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. The rest of the things he mentioned all had one thing in common. They're all then. Yep. Yeah,
1: not so much now. Not a whole lot of variety
3: shows now.
2: Yeah, we've uh, sort of done this thing, may have noticed, the last 97-odd episodes, which will probably yep. continue uh-huh. into this 98th, Yep. then, and now. So,
3: well, Does he have any now suggestions for variety shows?
2: Oh, wait, we do. Well, not variety shows, but we have, we have,
1: uh, emails making suggestions. Ooh. Yes.
3: On Charlie's voicemail that we just listened to?
1: Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Whoa, well, how'd that yeah. happen? We have, a uh, um, from Martha Bueller Sullivan. Ah. From, yeah. Friend of Josh's. Yeah, we know Martha. Yeah. Uh, she poked around our archive a little bit and she's pretty sure we haven't used these as show topics yet. Tron and then Alien Prometheus. Have I not. think those are
2: two separate shows.
1: Yes, they are.
3: <laughs> oh, I was trying to figure out the parallel.
1: Yes, we should do a Tron
2: show. I want to do a Tron show. I we
3: suggested yeah. that for, and somebody said they didn't want to see Jeff Bridges in his spandex.
2: Uh, that doesn't sound like something I'd say. I would do I an be- Alien Prometheus show in
3: <laughs> I might be quoting myself. I'm not I sure. think <laughs> you may have been <laughs> – that, that may have been you. Yeah, I, I think
2: we've had the Tron show on – on our uh, ideas for shows to eventually get around to for a while, Alien Prometheus, I think, is definitely something that uh, I mean, it's bound to happen, oh, okay. right?
3: Okay, first off, uh, spoiler in just the suggestion. Too soon, bad. Well, I mean, it's true. Like, they, I mean, Prometheus wasn't advertised as you know tied to that series. It was supposed to be a big twist ending.
1: Yeah, it was. Too soon. Well, <laughs> but wait, we have more. Mm. Uh Brand Farrell, known to us as Tommy the Duck, says, Branson, Missouri. My dad says it's like Vegas if it was run by Ned Flanders. <laughs> and uh he says, pause for dramatic effect.
2: That's a stage direction, Mike. You don't need oh, to read okay. that. Yeah.
1: That's not in italics. It <laughs> is what you should have said. JFC, guys. You talk about Branson for two shows right after doing a Simpsons episode. For shame. Ducks to the front. Tommy the Duck. That's fair. And then he says, That's what we should have said. <laughs> yeah. And he's taken the liberty of writing our next show for us, he says. The Martin Lawrence show.
4: Martin, oh, oh, Martin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I can't even imagine. Well, what would Charlie's reaction to that be?
2: <laughs> oh my God! Have you ever? That been sounds t- like such terror.
3: Yeah, I will not. I will not be partaking in that show. I'm sick that week.
1: Man is the greatest game. All right. Is it about that time, Josh?
2: Oh, I, I think it is well past that time. This week in Music. Movies
1: and TV. And sparks! <laughs> Alright, so it is that time, this weekend, 1987, the year the original Predator was released. Okay, so music, the number one song is Alone by Hart. Do I
3: don't I know, like that song.
1: Do I know that song?
3: Yeah. I was, hear the ticking of the
1: clock. That really, oh, really, yeah. wow, yeah, that, that's really helped me. It's a oh, really, really yeah. bad heart.
3: How do I get you alone? Wow, that's really,
1: an amazing. That's, yeah, that was. Now I know exactly what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: actually kind of creepy. <laughs> if you were about gonna, like, gonna see
3: me, me when I'm in, <laughs> when I'm doing, <laughs> when I'm doing that in my Nancy Wilson outfit, <laughs> your
4: hair all feathered out. <laughs> I'll be Anne if you be Nancy.
3: <laughs> I think I already am.
1: Uh, and July 21st, Guns N' Roses releases Appetite for Destruction, which, after initial slow sales, will become the best-selling debut album of all time, with more than 18 million copies sold in the U.S. alone to date. Good God.
3: Yeah, that is a, that is a hell of an album.
1: Now, Pat, do your
4: Axl Rose impression. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Wait, like, oh God! Um, what, what what song should I do? Welcome to the uh, Jungle.
4: Alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do Alone as After Rose.
3: <laughs> oh God! Oh, uh, I gotta think about this for a second.
4: Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what just happened? Oh,
2: oh, oh, yeah. I thought he was just gonna do the same thing he did before again, but that was way better than anything. <laughs> I didn't know you knew how to do Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God, I'm dying here.
4: Oh, my <sighs> God, that was... <laughs> He's the Lon Chaney of voices.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um after that, movies. <laughs> movies released this week are La Bamba, Summer School, and huh. acronym of the week is S4, TQFP. Yes, that would be Squids 4,
2: Tentacles Quest for Patrick. <laughs>
1: Nice.
3: <laughs> okay. That's why I stay out of the ocean. Sounds a hell of
1: a lot better than what it actually was. It's nice yeah. that you brought,
3: brought penises back
1: into it, Josh. We appreciate that. <laughs>
3: uh, it's just, just it's in the close. Japanese penises.
4: No, he's talking about
1: Patrick. Oh. 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 So what was it that? That was what, Mike? That was uh, Superman Four: the quest for peace.
3: Correct. Uh, with with oh.
1: Solar Man. <laughs>
2: Whatever oh, the hell know. his name was. That- I had successfully repressed that memory until this moment.
3: Energon or whatever. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <Energon>. <laughs> That's Transformers.
1: <laughs> no, it probably was that too. Terrible movie.
3: Lightning Bolt Man.
1: Yes, not entertaining at all. But we also had, dun-dun-dun, uh, Mara Elizabeth Wilson is born July 24th. She is a former child actress, but aren't they all? Writer, playwright, stage actress, voice actress, and storyteller, best known for her roles as Natalie Hillard in Mrs. Doubtfire and Matilda Wormwood in Matilda.
4: It was Nuclear Man, by the way. I just looked
1: it Ah, up. Nuclear Man. Wow, they really stretched on that one. Didn't they? <laughs> it's pronounced nuclear.
3: And his, his catchphrase was up at, at them. Was it? Come on, Simpsons? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, yeah, I got it. We I guess. I was doing Simpsons too. But I was trying yeah. to ignore it.
3: That's, I was joining in.
1: All right, so TV. <laughs> <laughs> top shows are Family Ties, A Different World, and Cheers.
3: We've kind of gotten into a, into a rut here with these. It used to be um, Cosby Show and everything else, but now it's always Family Ties, Different World, and Cheers.
2: Yeah, but doesn't Cheers uh, go into both of them? Wasn't it uh,
3: 80's Cheers?
2: Yeah I, think yeah, I thought Cheers and uh,
3: Cosby Show.
2: We're both uh, in the top three at the same time.
3: I I think Cosby Show had just fallen out at this point, and Cheers was just starting to climb up. Do you remember the the
4: Cheers-Different World crossover? (laughs) Dude, that was a great episode. Rick Adem Hardison went and he met with Woody Harrelson.
3: I was going to say that that, uh, that Sam Malone slept with Jasmine Guy's character. More than likely. What was her name, the character? Whitney, thank you. Yeah,
1: that's what we're here for, man. (laughs) All right, now Sport. Oh, Sports. by the way, nothing else happened on TV that week. Yeah, um, I couldn't
3: find anything at all, so whatever.
1: That's all right. <laughs> on July 19th, Don Manningley sets the American League record with an extra base hits in 10 consecutive games. The following day, he ties the first base fielding record with 22 putouts. It's a pretty good week. Hey, try not to put out any on the way to the car. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's in, just... a,
3: in a row? <laughs> Every time I kiss you, I'm going to taste some other guy's put out in my mouth. <laughs> so, uh, a put out, by the way, is just so you know. I don't know why I'm bothering to tell you, but when like a, a fielder happens to catch a, a, a ball, like a line drive, and then he tags the, the runner immediately, that's a put out.
1: Oh. Well, I've already forgotten. <laughs> put out or shut out.
3: <laughs> uh, Sherry
1: Martel. Wait, so wait
3: for Joel to be like, is that football?
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's hockey, dummy.
1: Wah, wah. Sherry Martel beats the fabulous Moolah for the WWF Women's Championship belt on July 25th. Huh. Wow. By this time, Moolah
2: was in the WWF. Yeah. Do you remember Glow? Oh, yeah. Of yeah. course. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, one of
3: those actors just went on to be a porn star. Or one it of those wrestlers. million. Yep.
4: And they made a whole documentary about GLOW.
2: Really? Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. We talked a little bit about GLOW way back near the beginning of the show when we did the uh, wrestling episode. Yep. Yep. Sure did. Yep. All
1: right. And then finally, on July 23rd, Petra Felke of East Germany throws a javelin 78.89 meters, a women's record. I did not know that that was a woman's name. And the Boston Red Sox wave Bill Buckner, the goat of last year's World Series. These goat. two events are not connected.
2: I, you know, I was skimming them. I was like, why is an East German woman throwing a javelin at Bill Buckner? <laughs> After what he did, I would too.
3: They just both happened on the same day, so I just put them together. What, <laughs> like, what does that mean? To Bill Buckner. Goat? The reason it says goat, Bill Buckner, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the time when the Red Sox, um, they had, they had a three game, I, I can't, I think it was three games of two lead in a 1986 in the, in the World Series. And Bill Buckner went to, um, he was their first baseman and he went to field, just a normal hit, hit right to him. Shouldn't have been any problem at all. And he went to scoop it up and he completely missed the ball, went past him and a couple runners scored. They ended up tying the game up and, and everything fell apart and they ended up losing the whole World Series. And a lot of people pin it on him when in reality, there was a lot more than just him doing that because is yeah yeah but anyway
4: was he the guy was he the one that was on um Kirby enthusiasm
3: he may have been because I mean he is a he, he is a pop culture icon I, I mean anybody that knows sports knows Bill Buckner and the whole story and everything Anybody that knows the popular sports, you know, I mean, he's a—that's a famous story. Bill, the Bill Buckner curse, they used to talk about before the Red Sox finally won a championship. Yeah,
4: he was. I just looked it up. He was on *Curb Your Enthusiasm*. I remember that.
3: I, I'm not surprised. Yeah.
4: Episode's called *Mr. Softy*. You have to—you have to see it at some point. It's hilarious.
3: <laughs> all
1: right, so that is the end of this weekend. Bum bum bum.
4: Do 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 do.
1: Womp. Main show. Yay. All right, <clears throat> so we watched. Did all of us watch? Wait, how many of us movies did all of us watch? Two. How many did you watch? Pat? I watched all three. Of them. You watched three, Josh. How many did you watch?
2: Oh, well, I only watched the two. I okay. I was not going to put myself through Predator versus two again.
1: Aliens or well, any I've of those. I've yeah.
3: seen it before, out of just um, refusal to see it. But um, so I decided I was going to go ahead and do that, and I'm I feel fully justified in the fact that I hadn't watched it until now. Well, have
2: you seen Alien versus Predator?
3: Yes. I'm sorry.
2: I, I would like to
4: raise my hand and say that I own all the Alien movies, all the Predator movies, Prometheus and both Alien vs Predator's movies.
1: I would like to raise my hand and say I'm not surprised. I love the
2: entire franchise, so.
3: <sighs> yeah, I, I I saw Alien vs Predator in the theater, but it was free, so. Oh.
2: I, I someone asked me if they should see it I was like, "Well, it depends. Do you like aliens, predators or movies?" If so, <laughs> no yeah. requiem was
4: i could say that's true but the first one is is fun it's kind of like freddie versus jason it's like yeah hey, let's see him mix it up for a little bit and there's a little other plot going on and it's 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 fun
2: and to be fair i was predisposed to dislike it since i was such a fan of the dark horse comics of the same name i am in the same boat with well you on this
1: one yeah, that that's that's
4: a big thing. If you if you read the comics then yes, I could see where that would be a huge letdown.
1: Yeah, I But I, anyway. Oh yeah, we're not talking about the comics. The
2: first or those The movies. first Predator. We've talked about a couple Arnold Schwarzenegger films in the past. Uh this is actually technically the second in our series on Arnold because we've already done Total Recall. Mhm. Yep. And mm-hmm. at the time,
3: actually I was, we did Conan the Barbarian too. You could count yeah. this as our third.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's ah, true. Oh, yes. At the time we did Total Recall, though, I was not sure whether Total Recall or Predator was my favorite Schwarzenegger film. And rewatching this, I mean, it's still close, but I gotta give the crown to Predator. Mm,
3: This is this is this is my second favorite Arnold movie, actually. What's your first? Uh, Commando. (laughs) Mm. Commando, I love as like a kitschy type thing, but I mean, I know it's not a good movie. I mean, but I will defend it to my death. I don't care.
1: yeah and true lies uh, is a lot of fun yeah true the, lies is, the, is my favorite arnold that's movie. one of the, it's one of the few movies i can say that tom arnold was
3: great in exactly i mean any movie that can make me like tom arnold again it, it can't be all bad and then Did there's see whole, the whole stupid yeah that's movies that so. no. Yeah,
1: that's terrible all right so directed by john mctiernan and the director of die hard yes yep and um yeah how many of them die hard hunt for Red october he
4: also did uh, one of the other later Die I thought, and yeah. Tears from the Sun. I believe. No,
1: that was Anton Fuqua. Oh my God, he's got a whole stack of things we could do for shows here. Rollerball, yeah. the Thomas Crown Affair.
4: McTiernan's a big, big action director. Yep. Um, and I'm with you, Josh, on Predator. As far as Predator versus Total Recall, for sure.
1: Yep. And it was written by Jim Thomas and John Thomas.
3: I wonder if they're related.
1: Wait, as in like you're John
3: Thomas? The Thomas brothers.
4: No, I was thinking of, of uh, Wendy's. I was hoping
3: that's what you were going to say.
4: But that's a different Thomas. Known that's for...
3: Dave Thomas.
4: Right. <laughs> uh, not to be confused with Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20.
1: Moving on. <laughs> Dylan Thomas. The um, A team of commandos on a mission in a Central American jungle find themselves hunted by an extraterrestrial warrior.
2: Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> yes.
1: I'd like to say that there's more to the plot than that, but there isn't really. No. Nope. Nope. They go it's in for a
2: very, it. very simple plot, but the way they structure it is the reason why this movie is m- so much more than just sci fi horror meets like Rambo military fantasy.
1: Yeah, it's not Rambo versus aliens like you might think it would be, but some trivia. Patrick, you'll enjoy this. Jesse Ventura was delighted oh, to find out it.
2: what.
3: I, I was going to tell this story, actually. Oh, yeah. I didn't. <laughs>
1: You want to? Go ahead.
3: No, 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 it's fine. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I was actually going to tell it, like, like, to, you know, inform you guys. I didn't know it was, like, going to be known.
1: Oh. Um, well, he was done to find out from the wardrobe department that his arms were one inch bigger than Arnold Schwarzenegger's, and he suggested to Schwarzenegger that they measure arms with the winner getting a bottle of champagne. Ventura lost because Schwarzenegger had told the wardrobe department to tell Ventura that his arms were bigger. <laughs> That's
3: awesome. Yeah, he, he actually went, uh, he went in first, got measured for everything, and he told, you know, in and he, and he uh, told him to just mark him down for 2 inches shorter than he was on, on his biceps.
2: That's funny. That's yep. awesome.
3: And then and then he made sure to you know to, to make sure that Jesse saw that.
4: Well then he never wore sleeves anyway, so.
2: Yep. Oh, and his arms were freaking huge in this film.
3: Yeah. This Both like, even for
1: him.
2: Yeah. For Ventura, you mean?
1: No, Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, they both of them were huge. Uh, the film provided a variety of hardships for the actors, such as leeches, snakes, stifling humidity, heat, rough t- and rough terrain. All the night scenes were filmed using during freezing cold temperatures, which was especially hard on Arnold because the during the latter half of the film, when the mud he had to wear was actually pottery clay, became cold and wet. He was warned it would take his body temperature down a few degrees, but then he started shivering nonstop. And when they tried to heat him with lamps, it just dried off the clay. <laughs> so they started drinking Jager tea, which is a mixture involving schnapps, to warm him, but that just got him drunk. What if we give him this? Yeah, it can't hurt.
3: I guess it can. You've got a a drunk, dry clay covered Arnold running around all cold and shivering.
0: (laughs) 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 He's underwater,
1: Uh, apparently. (laughs) That's the best shivering I can do. Uh, The Predator's Blood, a goopy substance with the color of Mountain Dew, which is pretty dead on, uh, was made on set by using a mixture of the liquid inside glow sticks and KY jelly.
3: And Mountain Dew. That's what it reminded me of, was that that liquid inside the stomach. So that's funny that's what it really was.
1: Have you ever seen, uh, I'm totally sidetracking this, have you ever seen the video online of the, the guys who take all the uh, glow sticks, break them open, and put them in the back of a toilet? No. They put them in the toilet tank, and when they flush it, it keeps changing colors because the colors uh, have different densities. Awesome. And But it's glowing cool. blue, glowing orange, glowing green. So got to get some glow sticks. Maybe that freaks uh, somebody out. Uh, Shane Black, who plays Commando Hawkins, is actually a writer. The producer wanted Black, who was writing Lethal Weapon at the time, uh, close to him to review the script.
4: Which, that man, I mean, think about it. Lethal Weapon, one, two, three, four, kiss, kiss, bang, bang, long kiss, goodnight, last action hero, last Boy Scout, the Monster Squad. I mean, the dude is a behemoth of a writer, well, and he,
3: his wife has a huge pussy. Uh,
4: yes, and um, yeah, so directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Iron Man Three. So nice, and and wrote Iron Man Three too. But yeah, he's he's quite the prolific guy, and this was his debut role, man.
2: Yeah. All right, like my Billy laugh there, Pat.
1: Yep. Okay. So uh, Dutch is played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, obviously. Um, Anna is played by. Josh, help me here. El El- p- t- Thank you. Bill, Bill Duke is Mac. Jesse Ventura is Blaine. Sonny Landham is Billy. Richard Chavez is Pancho. Uh, now we're getting to the... Well, Shane Black is Hawkins. <clears throat> R.G. Armstrong is General Phillips, who walks around looking surprised through the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> What's my motivation? You're surprised by everything going around around you. A shout out
3: to Kevin Peter Hall, who played the Predator, who is Arnold's uh, stuntman.
1: Yep, and he was also the helicopter pilot.
2: It's just weird that they have all of these people, the stuntman and the general listed above Carl Weathers. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, so. no. He just somehow got uh, uh, yeah. taken out in a cut and paste error. Uh oh. He's got second billing. Oh, okay. oh okay. Carl Shoot. Weathers is Dylan. Yes. Sorry about that. But
1: uh, yeah, so. Uh, got a stew going, baby. What do we got? What do we got on this?
2: Let's see. who. Th- and I don't know if the- you guys recognize Sonny Landham, who played Billy from anything else. He's probably otherwise best known from the Warriors.
3: Oh, and yeah. Was he also won 48 hours?
2: Uh, yes, he was
3: yeah, he, yeah played he also get bare or whatever
2: yeah. right and he uh showed up as minor roles in like poltergeist and uh lockup uh, okay. sliced alone flick so has
1: this been the first time any of us have seen it just get that out of the way nope nope oh no what was the first time you saw it theaters or at home mm. theater uh-
4: I was introduced to it by Matt Brown. It's like his all-time favorite – one of his. well, I'd say one of his all-time favorite movies, between that and Big Trouble in Little China, and he introduced me to it in high school. Okay.
2: Yeah, I didn't see it in the theater, but I saw it shortly thereafter. Yeah, I did saw it at the uh, –
1: got it from the um, – whatchamacallit? The video store. I forget what they were called. <laughs>
3: well, I've always been a huge Arnold fan, um, even when I was younger. What? Yeah. So um, I, I definitely money. made an effort when I was younger to see all Arnold movies on opening weekend, um, and this was part of one of the like five movie multiplex jump from theater to theater experiences I used to do every Saturday.
4: I just did my R.G. Armstrong face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, do you stretch Armstrong face?
3: How <laughs> do your Lance Armstrong face?
4: Oh, oh my testicle.
1: All right, so I'm yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> I, I, Sorry, I was a little late with that.
1: I did what you asked. So, Pat, I'm just to start at the top. How much do you love this movie?
3: Like I said, this is my second favorite Arnold movie. I love this movie so much. It's, I mean, it's just it's so well done. As far, for like you said earlier, for as simple as it is, um, all the characters are so quickly and easily defined and managed to not be two dimensional despite being written as two dimensional characters. They, I mean, like, just, I mean, even uh, Max' reaction to Blaine getting killed. I mean, that's more than you expect to see from some, you know, meathead Green Beret guy. You know, so I mean, there there was depth to every character, despite them. Like I said, despite them. Well they they should have been 2D the way they were written.
2: Yeah, and yeah. Poncho and Hawkins had a little bit less development than everybody else, but I mean still Poncho was the guy who spoke the best Spanish being Chicano and then Hawkins had his terrible jokes, his glasses and his comic books. Yeah, they all had. I mean,
1: you're right, Patrick, They could have just been very cardboardy, right, in their entire uh, the entire thing. But uh, you know, honestly, I think Bill Duke was awesome. Mac oh, was yeah. great.
3: Yeah, and, such and a great just, performance. This is just such a quotable movie. There's just so many great lines in it. I mean, everybody quotes "Get to the chopper" all the yeah. time. I mean, run.
2: It, <laughs> that's
1: my Do favorite. Do it! Do it now! Run! <laughs> Um, and around. and it, and,
3: the, and when it takes this twist, you know, um, and, and and it slowly kind of reveals what's going on, and they and you, you watch the characters just you know figure out they're being hunted, and you know each one of them responds to it in a different way, and it's just, I mean, it's it's an interesting, almost a case study in you know in the mind of. Of a victim because these guys are, are their entire life have been the alpha males and now they're being chased by something that you know is bigger and badder than them and just the way each one of them responds to it is very telling as, as into their in their personality.
2: Well, yeah, I, I think. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think the moment the film turns on is the death of Blaine. Because Blaine is, like, larger than life. He's practically a superhero. He's carrying a minigun, which is usually equipped to a helicopter or a plane. Uh, He's got virtually unlimited ammo. He's this larger-than-life character. And, like, he steps up.
3: Sorry, I was going to say he's the only one that can consistently call them out. So. Right. Wilted, yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh, like he, he doesn't even notice when he's been shot. And then the Predator just like one shots him. And it's just like if if this thing's going to take him out without like any effort whatsoever, what chance do the rest of the squad have? And I think yeah. when, I
1: think you, that's when you see what, one of
3: your one of your biggest badasses in your crew with just a sucking chest wound and he's just right. instantly dead. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I say that's what I, I think Very made uh, Mac flip out. Bill Duke. Is that because they were friends, you know, and you don't really find that out until after he's dead. But it's, I mean, he sees this guy who he's been working with for so long. I mean, he shows up and his chest is missing and he snaps. And it's all, and you're going to hate me for this, Pat, but that scene where they unleash on the minigun and just are tearing through the forest and all the other guys show up and start shooting. All I could think of was... He hates these trees! <laughs> <laughs> Avoid the trees! Stay away from the trees!
3: <laughs> well, I, this was the first time I actually had this thought during that scene. I was like, well, shit, they could call a helicopter to come here now. There's a clearing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no Although, trees here. It took a Bill Duke as Mac basically literally murdering an entire forest to get the score of the first hit on the
1: right. Predator. Yeah, yeah. And then, then, oh, I'm sorry, then uh, Anna walks around with her leg glowing, and nobody notices.
3: Yeah. But, I mean, again, going with, you know, Bill Duke's performance, I mean, that sheer look of fear in his eyes when he first sees the Predator before he picks up the minigun. Yep. I mean, he he was great in this. He's underrated in this movie, I think. What was
1: the the shaving thing with him?
3: I don't know.
2: (laughs) Just a character...
3: Yeah, I don't know if that was the actor's decision piece. or like the directors or the writers. I thought
2: it was cool that like at the beginning, it's just like his thing. And when he snaps, the razor literally snaps.
3: Yep. Symbolism.
4: What I was going to say was that you're talking about them being deeper characters. And you think about the other action movies at the time. And at this point, they hadn't really... Um, action movies aren't kind of what they are today, where there can be an in-depth story and a and a, uh, a deep plot and character development. Whereas here, you know, a lot of them and think about like Commando and stuff. I mean, uh, add you know bad guys and catchphrases and people flying through the air, and you've got an action movie. So
2: you know, well, that's- and I'd argue that these characters are deeper than modern action movie characters. A lot of times, they just like okay, we're going to do this complicated backstory to tell you rather than show you what this character's all about. It's like, he's the guy who does this. Mm -hmm. And instead of going through this expository like, we're going to see the background, the origin story of Mac. No, we're just going to show him, and you'll learn who he is through the context of the story. Yeah,
1: you discover that Blaine is such a badass, he will spit on, um, what's his name's boots? Dylan. Dylan's boots.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Basically the guy in charge of the entire mission.
1: Yeah. He was kind of an asshole, Dylan, I mean.
3: Yeah, he was written to be – I mean he – Oh, yeah. He used a
2: squad that was all search and rescue as a hit squad. And he knew that uh, Dutch did not do that kind of work, refused to do that sort of work. And uh, he exploited their friendship to get him to basically take out this installation.
3: Mm -hmm. And you know what I was – again, another thought I had for for the first time watching this movie today was – General Phillips had to know, too.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sure he
3: did. So, you know, why does Arnold not have a problem with him? Because, uh, oh, because he was... Fra- just beaten the Predator and he was too wiped to fight him, maybe? Well, that
1: may be part of it. I mean, he just got his ass kicked by an alien who then <laughs> tried to nuke him. I'll deal with you later. You know, but I think he, he, he... Too much shit on his mind at that point. It's not like, what is he going to do? He's going to throw him out of the helicopter?
3: <laughs> maybe.
1: Yeah. So, but... uh I like how you can avoid any explosion by jumping behind a log.
3: <laughs> Which is like how you could avoid gunfire by hiding behind a car door. Yeah, or could avoid an atom bomb by hiding in a refrigerator.
1: Though, <laughs> him him taking that truck off the blocks and letting that fly into the uh, camp soon, was bad. pretty cool.
0: Soon. <laughs>
3: That is That whole that whole scene is just amazing when they just take over the guerrilla camp.
2: Yeah, because they managed to make these guys look like badasses without actually making the guys that they're up against look weak in any way. Like this yeah. is a heavily armed camp of gorillas who have their stuff pretty much together. They're just outflanked at every opportunity, outgunned by the six guys, actually seven if you count Dylan, mm-hmm. uh, who work together with clockwork precision. Yeah,
1: and they're and like you like clockwork is exactly right. They all were at the right place at the right time. All met up exactly when they were done. Uh unfortunately, one thing I did notice is that they made this is a camp where everything explosive was stored. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you you got to imagine Dylan is just it freaking out in his head. He's like, "Stop blowing shit up." <laughs>
2: Well, and it's funny that uh, Dutch talks about how they're not killers, they're not assassins, but the first thing all of them do is use heavily explosive <laughs> rounds, just blow yeah. everything up. Yeah. It's like you're rescuing hostages and you're just winging grenades into buildings.
3: <laughs> with, with disregard for which building they're held in.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, these, these poor hostages are like, no, we're over here! No, run over here! I mean you see one of the hostages get shot in the head as they're approaching but it's funny like in the aftermath it's like yeah well, we found the other hostage he's dead too he was in a building that you blew up with a grenade <laughs> that just had to we,
1: just
3: happened we to be housing him, but we're not going to go with that on the reports
2: yeah
1: and this building he was in just happened to have 40 50 gallon uh cans of uh airplane fuel in it <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, it's the drums that if you shoot them, they blow up. You know, yeah, that's how that works. It's like in Doom. Oh
1: crap! I'm yeah. hiding behind a drum. <laughs> Nobody told the told the guys in the camp this. Don't hide behind the drums. So
3: and, and don't be susceptible to getting shot. Well, that that's, too. Yeah. If if that's your vulnerability. So do you guys a- remember
1: <laughs> your first reaction when the uh, predator when you finally saw the shimmer? Uh,
4: they, uh, initially it was like, "What the hell is that?" I mean, I've never seen anything like that before.
3: Yeah, it was just mind-blown, like, oh, what the hell is that? I yeah. don't want
4: a vagina anymore. Which, <laughs>
1: <laughs> What?
4: what? <laughs> you look like a vagina with, like, tusks.
1: Oh, you're I'll, talking about the reveal at the oh, end. Oh, at the end, yeah, took his, yeah, we took his mask off. I was talking about when you first see the shimmer running through the Oh, yeah, no, no, it's badass. Now, a- effect-wise, how do you think it held up?
3: Surprisingly well, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I have to go. and It actually held up more than Predator Two did.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm terrible, sorry,
3: yeah, Predator I mean... Two. I kept watching the battle scenes, and, and I'm just thinking about physics. And I, all I'm thinking of the whole time is like,
0: that's not how this works. That's not, <laughs> that's not how any of, of this works. works.
2: I mean, if you look at the Predator vision at the beginning, it's so chilling and it still looks good to this day with the the heat vision with all of the alien graphics on the side Mm -hmm. and how it saves clips from uh, what people are saying and replays them. That was sweet.
4: And what's funny is even over the years as they've continued to make films in the franchise, they haven't really changed that much.
1: Oh, the equipment, you mean?
4: Yeah. I mean, as far as how it works and what it looks like.
1: No, it really doesn't. It's, I mean, it's basically hunting gear. I mean, you can't really change the way the hunting gear works. It's, but, uh, the, the shoulder mounted cannon was my big thing when I first time I saw it with the helmet with the lasers.
3: Yeah. The the three, the triangulated laser was, was pretty, that was my favorite thing, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Triangular laser. And when Schwarzenegger, I, I realized this because after Schwarzenegger threw the rock to distract him. And the the predator shoots it where the rock is and then he uses the um he uses the laser inside of his hel- in the helmet to determine where the rock came from. By the way, did you see that? Mm-hmm. How yeah saw, how it tracked it? Yeah, yeah, it tracked where the where the trajectory of the rock should have been and then he starts firing on Schwarzenegger again, which Kill me, I'm right here.
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh <laughs> well, maybe somebody actually did kill Mike there. I was like, Whoa, <laughs> got real quiet that's because it so, wasn't yeah. anything well, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so i don't know what i was saying <laughs> <That's it>? so, <laughs> i, got nothing. I, I thought, got nothing right now
1: i thought you had some sort of poignant thing that you were about to say there pat come on now
3: i i thought i did too and it just kind of went away
2: I'm thinking about it. Just some of the big quality kills from uh, the Predator. You've got obviously Blaine's death where he's just turned into this hunk of meat with a a hole straight through the center of his chest. Yeah. Cauterized wounds. And then uh, you've got uh, Blaine's buddy, Mac, uh, with that incredibly gory, like, core through the skull. Just the sickening thump. Uh,
1: and,
3: and the splash too that followed it. Yeah, yeah,
1: all over the camera and then the predator just walks away. That was my thing, my favorite kill.
3: I didn't understand why the headshot, though, because he loved to collect the skulls.
1: Well, he had it later on. Didn't you see? It was sitting up there. It just had the hole in there.
3: Yeah. Oh, I missed that.
1: Yeah. He, when he was sitting in the tree, he had Mac's skull there. With It was sitting off
3: to the side. I, had I saw a, a bunch hole. of skulls, so I, did, I missed that one had a hole in it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I he think...
2: made a point of uh, showing Mac's skull while he was clearing uh, killing uh, clearing off Billy's. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And talk about an awesome death scene.
3: Yeah. Just, oh, just rips that fucking spine out, pulls it, oh. Yeah, that was terrible. That was terrible was just,
2: but, okay,
1: Mac was my favorite kill, just for the sheer fact that the whole time he's being all sneaky and shit, the predator is literally standing right above him.
3: Yeah, and he's just, like, watching him like, like you would watch a bug trying to sneak past you, you're just like, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You can't uh, no, see me. You <laughs> Billy, Billy's just, in my opinion, just freaking snapped.
3: Yeah, he just pretty much embraced the fact, all right, I'm gonna die, let's just do this.
1: Yeah, and then he rubs some ketchup on his chest. <laughs> because Aww. that effect was terrible.
3: You, sir, have obviously never seen Indian blood.
1: It looks like ketchup?
3: Well, you know, that's why they.
1: Okay, never mind. I don't know never where
4: mind. you're going Stop.
1: with this. I'm not going
3: to say it. Too
4: soon.
1: <laughs> Let's see, what are the other just. Well, we've, we've got Blaine's death, uh, Billy, all you hear is him scream, Poncho, that
3: just sucked
2: oh yeah the headshot as they think he's getting away like he's just being carried out yeah poncho is gonna survive oh no
1: he's oh not. yeah
3: yeah that was gross well and, and not to mention like, like the last half hour of his life was just utter pain from that log just smashing into him
1: oh my god yeah that's terrible i and mean hawkins, he should have
3: died from that alone
2: yeah hawkins is eviscerated so quickly that there's just a pile of his guts yeah like a couple of seconds later
3: yeah, yeah no? I think I think they did that so so quickly and 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 like that because they didn't want to reveal Predator yet, so they couldn't show too much of the actual kill on the screen.
1: And I think they did a good job of that. I mean, because it seems like they could have done more of a tip off on that. You could have seen a little bit more of it, but they keep they kept him hidden for a long time. Yeah. So.
3: I mean overall I mean just in so many ways this is a really well done movie it's well written and surprisingly well acted considering you know Jesse Ventura is one of your leads
2: yeah sure I mean the the script isn't Shakespeare but no. like everyone knocks it out of the park with their personal performances and it's just well made well paced the change from like incredibly over the top macho military action film to tense the hunters have become the hunted mm-hmm. sci-fi horror flick it's just expertly done
3: and the cinemat- cinematography is really good too the whole jungle scenes i mean it's well shot Uh, The
2: speed at which the heroes die is in precise pacing to, like, they start dropping like flies as you get closer to the final confrontation, like, building the tension.
1: Yeah. And it's – the uh, this is actually the first time Susanna had seen it. And I had wow. to keep quiet. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like her mom would go take her to see it. Seriously,
4: <laughs> I'm sure Matthew saw it when he was like six, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Actually, Matthew took my grandmother to go see Aliens versus Predator. Oh God. Yeah. She didn't know what was going on. She just wanted to no. go to a movie. Yeah. Uh, nope. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but you seem to have enjoyed it. Um. <laughs> but it was funny because like she had never she had never seen the movie, and she was reacting almost the same way I was when. Uh, step by step through the whole thing like when when he came out of the water and he was all covered in mud and and you know she he, she actually was you know was oh can can he see him now you know she was like saying this stuff out loud but i was it was neat to see somebody for the first time seeing this movie you know because of all the stuff that was happening she was surprised when she should have been surprised she was like uh you know when um billy flipped out you know she was like oh you know couldn't see that coming he's got his little spirit bag wrapped around his hand it was it was neat to see a person see it for the first time yeah. um when he came out of the water is i'm curious is spread your arms wide and hold on to a tree a standard military way of hiding <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think he had just kind of gotten got to the accept death thing. He's like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna. I guess there's nothing I can do. This guy's just gonna kill me."
1: I think. I think it was more. I don't. I don't think I'm flexing enough.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I need maybe if I show him how strong I am, he'll leave me alone.
1: <laughs> Look at my muscles. Because I was like, I'm thinking he's crawling out. This this ultimate hunter is chasing after him. Like, oh good, he's gonna crawl underneath the roots of this tree and spread totally out. <laughs>
3: I mean, maybe there was a little part of him that was like, maybe this is gonna cover me up. I don't know. Yeah, I just thought that was silly. <laughs> yeah, I I do agree. I do agree with that. A couple times I haven't had that thought. I'm like, why are you just
1: sitting there? Yeah, I would be curled up into a little ball and burying myself.
3: <laughs> I would have already been dead. So
1: yeah. You would have been the guy standing by the barrel.
3: Speaking about what you were saying, Josh, earlier about, you know, this isn't exactly Shakespeare, but they deliver the line so well. A line that could have been completely cringeworthy and cheesy was done so well by uh, Sonny Landham When he stands up and they're they're getting ready to walk away, he's just like, we're all going to (laughs) die. I mean, it's delivered in a way that it's not cheesy. It's just really creepy.
1: Yeah, yeah he had some great scenes when, when he was just standing in that field staring at the uh, staring at the tree
3: oh yeah <laughs> and then he just oh, that's probably nothing just walks off <laughs> I'm like, I just shit myself <laughs> <laughs> I wet my
1: armor I was so scared <laughs> Yeah, I think I think if I was in charge, if I was if I was Dutch at that point, I'd be like, no, 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 no. You know, you, you you haven't been. I've been standing here talking to you for five minutes. And you just noticed I was here. Something obviously had your attention.
3: Don't tell me nothing. We're
1: not dating. It's... <laughs> awesome. So we got anything more on this?
4: Well, I wanted to know about the the reveal for you guys. What was your impression the first time?
1: He's one ugly motherfucker.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice. No, the reveal was great. I mean, cause it's, you, the double-jointed jaws and all that. Yeah. Was not what you were expecting
3: at all. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw that, it was just a great big, like, what the fuck, kind of moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, cause think of the it,
3: sudden effects.
1: All the aliens we had seen up to that point, he, I mean, even the alien, all had some kind of, like, facial features. The alien had a, you know, an extra mouth, but he had a jaw and all that. His jaw didn't, like, open up, so. Yeah, it was kind of freaky first time I saw it, too.
3: Yeah, because it was such an interesting concept because, like you said, you know, most aliens still had a somewhat humanoid-type face and jaw, and this was the first one like where the, the jaw opened up, and you're like, what in the hell?
2: Well, and the mandibles were the first part of the character design when they talked about what they wanted the Predator to actually look like, and they kind of built the rest of it around that concept. Cool. So I thought that was kind of cool.
3: Yeah, I didn't neat. know that all right so is this a universal thumbs up
2: are we doing that now
3: yeah i, I mean are we done
2: well there uh, was one other thing that uh i th- missed in the trivia that mike dug up uh the very first uh suit for the predator was worn by someone who we're all fairly familiar with oh yeah paul rubens no <laughs> no jean-claude van damme yep wow yeah, he was supposed to be the uh, person wearing the suit, and he just didn't quite understand the way the film was going to work. And uh, he was kind of pissed off that uh, he wasn't going to have the chance to, uh, like, do any martial arts.
3: Yeah, he's like, what's with this gun? I'd rather I'd rather do the splits and kick things.
4: Yeah, no, I don't even want to do that. I'll just do splits. It'll frighten them away. <laughs>
1: Though, could you imagine the the combat, the battle would be with Schwarzenegger versus Jean-Claude Van Damme in that suit? Him, like, bouncing off of shit. And- <laughs> Stay
2: still! <laughs> well, and there's some footage of Van Damme in that original suit, and the original suit does not look good. No. Agreed.
3: This all sounds familiar. I think I've actually seen that video.
4: I would hope so, if you're this
3: big a fan, as you say. Yeah, because as he started describing it, I was like, I think I've read this or seen this somewhere.
2: And the original suit was like a bright red, so they could apply the effects for the camouflage to it.
3: Yeah, I I think I saw it on Reddit. That's where I
2: saw it. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, he looks like kind of like a a plastic dinosaur. He does look a little bit like a... yeah.
3: (laughs)
2: I love you. I was just oh, about to say he's like a first draft Barney. <laughs> yeah, cross between Barney and a praying mantis. Oh, Barney yeah. Van Damme.
3: <laughs> hey,
4: oh, no, I'm going to kick you in the nerves. That wasn't really Barney, but... that
1: was no idea what that <laughs> I, was. That was a terrible Barney. I don't know what you were doing, but we're just going to
2: leave it at that. That was Jean-Claude Van Damme as Barney. I think it's was. <laughs> So that was the last thing I had for uh yeah. one of the best films in nineteen eighty seven. Shall we break? But <laughs> all right, when we come back we're gonna be talking about the sequel, which is not Predator Three, but Predators.
1: Yes, because Alien became Aliens. hmm Yep. A little bit of trivia. Pre trivia before the break. Alright, see you in a little bit, or hear ya, whatever. <laughs> Hello, everybody. We are back, and we are going to talk about predators. Dun dun dun. That is dun the dun dun
2: dun dun. Oh wait, that's Terminator.
3: Oh, that's Sorry. wrong series. Yeah. So,
2: so this came out in 2010, and I only learned about this movie this year. Really? really? Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. Huh.
3: I knew about this when it was made and released and everything, and I purposely never went to go see it because I could not get behind Adrian Brody as a tough guy. I kn-
4: knew about this when it was a Robert Rodriguez seed of an idea before it was even a, a real thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was a, produced by Robert
1: Rodriguez, written by uh, Alex Livek, Lit- Michael Finch, L- and... Couple other two people. more credits, yeah, and two more credits. <laughs> uh, and Odd d- name, directed it, by Nimrod Altsat. Like Tupac, sorry,
3: yeah. I'll shut
1: up. Uh, <laughs> 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 <know what> Nimrod <laughs> Antal, yeah, Nimrod Antal, who is known for <laughs> such things as Metallica, Through the Never, and actually one of. If this is the movie I'm thinking of, Vacancy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, with Luke Wilson oh, the, Kate, and Kate Beckinsale.
3: Kate Beckinsale,
1: yeah, yeah. No, it's not the movie I thought. What's the movie with? um? Where they're all the, I don't want to put the, well, not spoilers, where they're all the same person, but they're in the hotel. Oh, Identity. Oh, that's what I thought that was. Oh. That's a great movie. Yeah, it is. Uh, It really is.
4: But, I mean, Vacancies is is a pretty, I mean, it's a decent movie. I mean, it's not fantastic.
1: um, And he's done one episode of Wayward Pines, which looks like good stuff. Just got canceled. Oh, it did? Yeah. shit. Then
2: it must have been. Wait, yeah. I I didn't think it was so much as a canceled thing as it was only ever supposed to be one season for all of the books.
4: Oh, according to the internet, they said canceled, but you could be right. I don't know. It's an M Night Shyamalan joint, anyway.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. So, um, you know what's something funny about his name? What Nimrod means hunter.
2: Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That was a a big uh, misunderstanding from an old Bugs Bunny cartoon.
1: Yeah that it was nimrod is actually in the old testament listed as the greatest of all the hunters of the israelites yep and when bugs bunny started tulling, uh Did calling you, elmer right. fudd yeah started calling uh, elmer fudd nimrod he was saying it sarcastically but nobody knew who the hell nimrod was so they just assumed it was like a maroon or what a an jerk insult. so it began huh. it became an insult yeah yep Crazy. I yeah. didn't know
3: that. Gotta love Bugs Bunny's influence on society. Oh, yeah. Seriously. He's my favorite cartoon character. Just Really? FBI. Yep. Bugs. Oh,
1: easy. Wow. <clears throat> yep. So, according to uh, Nimrod and Robert Rodriguez, the, in the commentary, which I need to go back and watch, uh, the character Chuchillo was described as a guy who looks like Danny Trejo. When Danny Trejo heard this, he called Robert Rodriguez and said, Hey, I heard there's a guy in the script for Predators who looks just like Danny Trejo. And guess what? I look just like Danny Trail.
4: <laughs> and they gave the job to Cheech Marin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, Adrian Brody put on 25, 25 pounds of muscle for his role. Uh, the lower jaw attached to the mask of the berserker predator is that of an alien from the Alien movies.
2: I wondered. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I, lo- I love the little crossover things that they do that don't aren't terrible, I mean. Like in, like in Predator 2, when you go into the shop and you see the alien head sitting there on the trophy case. Yeah. Yep. That was sweet. That, I remember losing my shit over that because I'm like, oh my god, they're the same, same world. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, um, and, uh, Nimrod actually chose Adrian Brody for the main protagonist. It's a, it was a challenge in finding a balance. When we cast Adrian, there were a lot of people going, what? But at okay. the same time, if we cast Vin Diesel in that role, anybody, or anyone else who would, ar- is Arnold-esque, we would have been attacked for doing it. So we decided early on to go in with a very different direction as far as a casting process. But he says it turns out fantastic. He felt the soldiers should be portrayed as wiry, tough guys, not burly men like Arnold Schwarzenegger.
3: I don't disagree What were, what were a lot of people saying, Mike, when they cast Adrian? What were they saying?
4: What? <laughs> Which is what Pat said when he saw yes, Hope of Grace yeah, was in very
3: it. much so. Yeah, and and that anecdote will come to its conclusion as we talk about this movie. All right, <laughs> uh, Hanzo, is it, is you freak, yeah. <laughs> Hanzo the uh, uh,
1: I forgot Japanese Asian, Asian yeah. is the word you're looking for. No, I was going to say Japanese mom. yakuza yakuza uh, speaks in one scene and has a total of three lines in the entire movie.
2: The third of which is I talk too much.
3: Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I. I have to imagine that he is named after Hittori Hanzo.
1: That's probably right. Uh, The unusual weapon used by Royce is a AA-12 fully automatic 12-gauge shotgun. Uh, Judging by the explosive effects it produces, by the shells, it's most likely loaded with Frag-12 explosive rounds. i put that in there for you, Pat. That's pretty impressive. (laughs) That's for Charlie. A fully
3: automatic shotgun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got it. When I realized what it was about halfway through the movie, I, I did get a little excited because it dawned on me that that was why he had a belt of shotgun shells. I was like, wait a minute. That's <laughs> <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> yeah, that and that was a pretty badass gun. Yeah, especially got, the, no, no- the noise it made when it shot that like metallic yeah. ka chunk. Um, although <laughs> all the main locations were filmed in Hawaii, 60% of the movie was shot in Texas in order to be eligible for a tax benefit.
4: Pat got a gun rection. <laughs> I
1: did. Ka <Ka-chunk. laughs> All right, starring uh, Adrian Brody as Royce, Topher Grace as Edwin, Alice Braga as Isabel, Walton Goggins as Stans, Olive Tartoff uh, as Nikolai, Lawrence Fishburne huh, as Noland, Danny Trejo as Chuchillo, Louis <laughs> o- o- Ozawa Changqian as Hanzo. And, oh, my God, <laughs> <laughs> Maharshala Ali as Mambas. Yeah,
2: Maharshala Ali is one of my favorite supporting actors just, like, in the business right now. Yeah, he was uh, not
3: good. familiar with that name. Uh, I if,
2: either. Uh, he is one of the series regulars in House of Cards. Uh, he is all over the place. Like once I s- noticed him as a uh, big part of House of Cards, I started noticing oh. that he was in a billion other things that I'd seen. He's in uh, all the uh, Hunger Games series, at least from Mockingjay on. Uh, he's usually like a second in command kind of security officer guy. Uh he was in the show Alphas it was a uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw that it was a nope.
3: yeah superhero I've, series uh, That's s- why I don't know any of this cuz yeah I don't watch any of those series
2: Uh it was in I Treme.
3: Huh. Yep didn't watch that either
2: huh. So. Yeah, and he's just a, a supporting character actor in like a million different TV shows. It's
3: just funny that a, a man has that successful of a career. And I just, as much as I watch all this stuff, I've just never heard of him, never seen any of those shows.
2: Yeah, and I didn't notice him until I watched all of the seasons of House of Cards, where he's a fairly major supporting character.
3: He's just in this perfect Venn diagram of shows that I haven't seen. <laughs>
2: yeah, this Venn dieselgram
4: of shows that <laughs> but, you've never. Wait, what? I, um, I just have to point out one, one of the people you didn't mention just cause it was down the list a little further, but Derek Mears played the classic predator is what they're referring to him as, but he was, a uh, Jason in the Friday 13th remake and is quite the stunt actor guy right now.
1: Oh, cool. Hmm. So if you haven't, uh, you get the idea the, you know, army, uh, military being hunted down in the jungle. This is a little bit, bit of a twist as all the characters awake as they're falling through the air, being parachuted into this jungle, uh, somehow being handpicked by the predators to be put inside this, but they eventually discover to be a game warden, a game, uh, preserve, preserve. Yeah. yeah. So, uh... You've got you initially meet Adrian Brody, Royce, as he's falling through the air. uh, Catch up with Isabel. Um, What did you guys think of the casting of the of the group?
2: I like all the actors. That that was about it. Yeah.
4: Okay. I agree. And Pat, I'm gonna. I told this to the guys before you came on, but I hadn't seen this in a while, and I, you know, of course, think of you because I know how much you like Predator and Arnold and as soon as adrian brody said his first line and he's like yeah it got whatever, whatever," when he says his line and it's all gruff and gruff. i'm like pat's gonna hate this i'm just like pat's gonna hate just because of that but i agree i like all the people involved in it they're all good actors i thought um you know the setting being kind of a throwback to the original but with a twist I, yeah
1: well this they this actually does get touched on in the comics even though they do say that they don't want to uh They didn't go to any Dark Horse stuff for it, but there is a uh, lore in the Dark Horse comics that the Predators did have this sort of thing set up with the aliens actually being their prey of choice. Where they would actually hunt down the aliens and they bred the aliens to be hunted down by them for sport. Yep. So, and then you can tell which, which of the predators had a, had killed an alien successfully because they had, br- they would break off one of the fingers and brand their forehead with the acid. Yep. So, but this, I mean, this kind of carries, horror, yeah, it is pretty, pretty. The, the Dark Horse comics really good. Um, I don't know. I liked, I like the fact that, I mean, like I said, you don't have these huge hulking, I mean, they're not all Arnold Schwarzenegger types. They're, look, they look like normal soldiers. They look like people that you would see on a battlefield or, or sitting in a boardroom for the, with the Yakuza or, or as Danny Trejo said, putting somebody inside a 55 gallon drum and setting them on fire.
4: And and there's a there's that point in the film where I don't remember which characters were chatting, but one of them's like, you know, why are we here? Why did they pick us? And he's like, because we were all hunters in our previous life, you know, and now they're the hunted. So that's well, how he said
2: we're us. the monsters of our world, oh. which I thought was interesting. I
4: paraphrased, I guess, poorly. Yeah, because Nimrod.
3: Was... <laughs> so no, it started off, he said, we're the hunters, and then it evolved into we're the monsters. It was in the same conversation. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Yay. Yep.
3: <laughs> you both get to be right.
1: So I knew this was going to take a weird twist. Well, not a weird twist, but I mean, it was going to be unusual from the original after Danny Trejo's, what we call five year spoilers. No. <laughs> nah. No, I don't think so. When Danny Trejo's laying dead in the middle of the field and they're using the, uh, their helmets to call out help me help me and everyone just decided to leave him after they saw that it was trapped i was like shit this is a complete this is not people around to help each other (laughs) yeah they're like well (laughs) and wasn't it eerie after she popped him in the
4: head and he's like help me please and you're like oh that's freaky
2: yeah yeah he was already dead right so it was also weird like i didn't expect him to drop but like all i know is after danny trejo dies and then the character Mombasa, Mahershala Ali's character, dies. If I'm the Yakuza as the only minority left, I would have been really, really nervous by that point. Well, Isabel is, you know. Yeah, but she was she was playing like uh, uh, from Israel. Uh, I forget. How. Oh, OK. I, I S- yeah, yeah. yeah. So like it definitely it was weird, it's like they're not only predators, but they're racist predators.
1: <laughs> uh yeehaw. What did you think? They were in Texas.
3: They're, um, they're from the, yeah, that was gonna say they're from the south of their planet.
1: They're not Branson predators. Yeah. What did you think of the um the idea that there are two castes of predators?
4: I I think it stands to reason. I mean it's it's like any culture. I mean, you're gonna have the one in the well opposing sides and it just added another level of of storyline to it
2: Mm -hmm. i kind of didn't like that and i'll tell you why i think that them showing the original classic predator that was such a threat in the first film as being the less like the lesser smaller version and having these things be the hulking ones that prey on them Uh, uh, and having three of them show up cheapens the original film.
4: I didn't even think about that aspect of it. It's like,
2: yeah, if one of them was such a badass that he took out Dutch's entire crew and these individually are bigger than that predator. And there were three of them. I mean, what terrible pansies were Dutch and his crew? If this misfit group that can't even work together can take out three of them.
3: On their own planet.
2: Yes. Yeah. That that was one of the big problems I had with this film. And there were things I loved about it. I I think that... I don't. I didn't hate this film, but I was very disappointed by it because it could have been spectacular.
4: Well, and I think maybe the the idea was then, and now that I see that, it kind of puts a different tint on things. But you know, to ramp it up to say, you know, this was before, and this is now, and now it's bigger and badder, and you know, I don't know.
3: Well, I just I I don't like it when franchises always feel the need to go bigger and badder. Because, I mean, when your villain is scary enough, why do you need to ramp it up even more? I mean, and I don't, I don't, I understand that that's what, like, you know, the general public wants. They want more and more. And it's it like, and I don't think you necessarily need to pander to that all the time. Well, I mean, these, I, these creatures were tough enough on their own, they didn't need to be toughened up even more. Right. I
1: think part of it is that they, f- I, f- they had to reclaim territory from the ridiculousness of Alien versus Predator movies sure they had they had to cut they had to bring the predators back and be like all right they're still badass they're still uh there's still a good movie in this theme somewhere
2: and I, i do think it suffers in comparison to what we're doing for this show like this looks really kind of weak as compared to the original predator basically because in a lot of ways it did everything that predator did right wrong there was a, hey, each of these guys has their clearly defined shtick and we're going to tell you what they are and then do almost no character development besides the most incredibly predictable quote unquote twists.
4: Well, they were like almost like hyper realistic character caricatures of that type. So, you know, the only thing that would have made the like the Yakuza more the Yakuza-esque would have taken off his shirt and You know, had all his tattoos and stuff, even though there was the fight scene. Yeah, I was going to say he did that. Yeah. he, He didn't have it all the way off, though, did he? Yeah. Yeah. God, I must not have been
1: paying attention last night. I don't know because that was a pretty, huh. that was a pretty awesome fight scene. No, like, I remember it really the was a good fight scene.
3: scene but... but I find it, I find it very funny how every Asian man knows how to sword fight in in movies.
1: Well, and then one of the things that was pointed out in the trivia was he on his left hand he had his pinky finger and his ring finger cut off for talking too much. Um, apparently, those are the first two to go because it makes it impossible to handle a sword well. If you don't uh-huh. have those two fingers to balance out sword, so apparently he's either an amazingly good swordsman or something else,
3: or more, a more aptly, or yeah, aptly is that the right word.
2: I mean, with the exception, possibly of the big name actors, I've just seen more character development in like MMORPG quest givers, yeah. Uh, And that was one of the big disappointments to me, although when uh, Lawrence Fishburne showed up, I saw the twist with his character coming, but it did disrupt the uh, kind of pattern the movie was starting to settle into. It's a lot of cool things happened, but I found it difficult to care which was kind of frustrating to me because, like, the fight scenes were good and the creatures and concepts were awesome and it was well shot. And I liked the actors who were doing this stuff, but, like, there was no story, like, linking me into these people.
3: There, yeah, there's, it's hard to, to care about character death when you don't care about a character. Right. I mean, the just I mean, like you said, this is just the polar opposite of the first Predator in this aspect where – they seemed like they should be one-dimensional in the first movie, but they did a good job of fleshing them out, whereas in this movie they seemed like they should be two-dimensional, and they stayed that way. Yeah. I mean, even the even the twists that they had, you know, just seemed kind of clunky.
2: I mean, who could not have seen the twists with either Lawrence Fishburne's character or Topher Grace's character coming?
3: Yeah, because, ha- I mean, the entire time you're like, well, you know, they would have revealed by now if he was here for some other reason, so there's got to be something messed up with him.
2: Yeah. Well, you can almost
1: exp- I mean, with Topher Grace... It was when they first, he's like, I'm a doctor. I mean, immediately anybody who knows it's like, all right, that doesn't make sense at all.
2: Well, and then he's like talking about toxins and pulls out a scalpel. And I'm like, okay, serial killer. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Dumbass. I just,
1: I, I would have thought it would have been cool if the um, soldier if that set up all those traps which amazing gauntlet of traps going across there yeah, that was a cool scene that was a great scene if they had if that had been wound up being Dutch I think that would have been cool. That was just something. Like that bo-
3: yeah, if the body had been Dutch, yeah.
1: Yeah, if it had been, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. If it had been Dutch, where like he had been, like they Dutch- called him
3: back to the planet to have him, they're like, all right, if you defeated one of them, let see what you can do against three of them.
1: Yeah, they're like, we got to get this guy here. <laughs> yep. So, but that, that uh, actually, yeah, that would have been a nice little cross or like callback to them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I actually just finished watching this this afternoon with you, Pat, same as you. Uh, the predator are different uh, almost classes. There was the they have the berserker predator. Uh, they call also call him the falconer.
2: Cause yeah, because he, he had that crazy thing that could also uh, while it was flying do the heat sense. Yeah, yeah. Then there was the tracker predator and that had the
4: dog things. I think right.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: with the horns. And what was the other one? The classic. But there was yeah. a, well, there was a third one. I think
2: the Berserker and the Falconer were different predators played by the same actor because I think the Berserker was the one with the uh uh alien jaw on the bottom of it. Oh yeah, that's right. And the Tracker I believe was the first one to die. I'm not sure if it was the Tracker or the Falconer considering they didn't have their pets with them when they uh, got killed.
1: I think the Berserker death with um what was his name with Nikolai
2: well, the F- Berserker was the last to die.
1: Okay. Yeah. Then it was the Falconer or the, the, the Tracker. No, the Tracker was killed by Hanzo. So okay.
2: The- so it was the Falconer who got killed by Nikolai.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. When the Falconer went after Nikolai and he pulled open, he had, he had the claymores strapped to his belt. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty damn sweet. But then I felt pissed later because I'm like, God damn it, Topher's a freaking psycho. And this guy willingly went back and sacrificed himself for him.
3: Right. (laughs) And then he just abandoned him.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, And it's weird with Topher Grace's character because, like, if Edwin had been revealed to be just a useless doctor who's killed for no reason, that would have equally felt like a ripoff.
1: Yeah. What did you think about Stans? Walton Goggins, the uh, prisoner?
4: Well, he always plays that kind of...
1: Psycho a lot boy. of times, yeah,
4: cre- creepy, greasy guys that <laughs> deserve to die.
1: I'm gonna do a bunch of coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: okay. I'm gonna, gonna rape bitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, I'm, I'm all like, what?
4: Yeah. I'm gonna do it Branson style.
3: Or
1: <laughs> when, <laughs> but I love how. I mean, You're before so you, funny. before they before they start tipping the tipping the hat to toe for being a psycho, uh, when he's like, "Yep." Five o'clock, <laughs> bitch <laughs> raping <laughs> time, and then he goes over. And he sits next to Nikolai, and he's like, "Don't associate with him." <laughs> it's just like, uh. Yeah,
3: it was a, it was an interesting character, but I mean, I don't necessarily know if it added a whole lot to the story having that character there. They could have done without him.
1: Well, I mean, he still had his moment of badassery when he find out that he stole uh, Lawrence Fishburne's armor. And took the shot to the back with it. Yeah. That was kind of cool, because then he goes all stabby, stabby, stabby on the...
3: uh, Prison yard shanking the alien.
2: (laughs) Give me a gun. I'm thinking, like, (laughs) no! No. Yeah, when he popped up and started yelling, die, space faggot, I lost it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I lost it when they got to the horizon and looked up in the sky, and there were planets, like, literally, like... Within the orbit of each other. And I'm like, that can't happen.
1: Yeah. There'll be all sorts of weird gravity shit going on there, and it's not going to be good for anybody.
3: I mean, have you ever played pool?
2: <laughs> when Lawrence Fishburne reveals himself and everyone's just like, who the fuck are you? I couldn't help but blurt out, Cowboy Curtis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but his comment on the, the one that got away was pretty cool.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, there were a lot of good. I mean, in this one, there were a lot of good, good moments. It's just there was a little bit less to tie it together.
2: Sure. If you were to watch any given period of 10 minutes of this movie out of context of the rest of it, you would think it was a great film. But when put all the
3: pieces are put together, it's not bad.
2: It's a but, lot of fun. Yeah. It but could have been great.
3: I think, I think that's kind of the problem I had with this movie. It just felt like a bunch of little vignette scenes hastily thrown together to make a movie. They're like, let's make a bunch of cool stuff happen, and then we'll just piece it together somehow with a story.
2: Yeah. And Much as I love his enthusiasm for film, that is one of the problems with some of Robert Rodriguez's stuff. It's the same kind of feel I got from Dusk Till Dawn, where it's like I I didn't hate it, but like when you look at it as a whole, I don't know that it's an awesome movie. You, once again, you take any five ten minute little clip out of it, and it looks awesome, but the whole is somehow less than the sum of its parts.
3: I would agree with that.
2: Yeah, mm.
3: I like From Dust to Dawn, but it 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 definitely could have used some some help.
1: Mm-hmm. The second I saw Hanzo, I'm like, he's going to be the Billy. Yeah. And he doesn't have a sword. Oh, wait, he found a sword.
3: <laughs> like, of course he did.
1: Yes, because, and and that battle between, you know, because honestly, I think Hanzo had a better death than Billy did, because Billy's oh, like, yeah. I've got my big knife, they're running away, and all you do is hear him scream. I don't right. know if that was like budgetary constraints, or they just couldn't figure out how to make them both fit on that log that he was standing on.
3: <laughs> yeah, how do you coordinate a fight scene between two giant men on a log?
1: Yeah, but the fight well, between Hanzo and the red was, gr- well, yeah. <laughs> Two logs. Go ahead, Josh. What are you I saying? I don't
2: know. Sometimes less is more because, once again, you've got Billy who is... An incredibly well-developed character with his sort of like sixth sense about what's going on and kind of all the almost this mysticism going. And he challenges the Predator to a knife fight that he knows he's going to lose. And the Predator like sets down his guns and accepts the challenge. He loses. But like you compare that to the fight with Hanzo. And yeah, it was badass. But once again, you've got something that is so much bigger than, than the original that it cheapens the original.
0: Yep.
3: I
2: was just a little disappointed by it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I didn't think that at one point. I was, I was like, you know, when they're just dropping them down, I'm like, man, they, they're killing these guys too easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they're, you know, they're supposed to be bigger and badder than the first ones. and they're. You know, I, I mean, we're I don't right. know. But you think about, like, well, you know, if – I don't know. Never mind. That they had
4: more be. of them to kill, so they had to speed it up a little. Hmm.
3: And, and I get that the
2: individual characters were supposed to be, like, the, some of the most terrifying. They're, like, from the most elite military or criminal – You've got the FBI most wanted, the Yakuza, the cartels. Like they're all of the like best of the best. But Dutch's unit like trained together for years and coordinated, and these guys are like pointing guns at each other and putting knives to each other's throats.
4: Right. Lucky they're not killing each other. Right.
2: And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I See, guess the my... more we
4: talk about it, the the less I'm
1: liking it.
2: Yeah, you guys are jerks. <laughs> I like this Master. movie when I got here.
1: Uh, I, will, review... I
3: will say. Go to ahead. wrap up my Adrian Brody storyline. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I was very impressed with him in this whoa, movie. Whoa, wait! I, oh,
1: whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, whoa.
3: I did That's not expect bad. to actually like him as an action star. But he, I mean, I thought he did. Like you said, Joel, when he, the first words out of his mouth, I was just like, "Oh, Jesus." <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he he, he kind of toned it down a little bit, you know, the the, the growl in his voice, and he just kind of—I mean, he—I think he did a, a pretty decent job. So,
2: and when you see him aping Arnold's style with the mud covering him, it's like, whoa, okay, yeah, he put some work in. Yeah,
1: yeah, he definitely did much better than when he was he was in the the Magic TV show.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so no, I liked I liked him too. I was surprised by. Him. I mean, stuff you've seen him before, you you don't think you know, alien monster chasing action hero. And you go, oh, yeah, Adrian Brody. Yeah,
3: yeah exactly. That's a, and, that's and, why, and that's why I never gave this movie a shot. And, I mean, I still stick with my decision to not have seen it in the theater. But, I mean, I, I guess I'm not upset that I've seen it.
2: Sure. I think my review of the movie is Predators. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's about right. I, n- I now have a uh, three Blu-ray collection of Predator movies, uh, one of which is the only one that's ever going to come out of the case again. <laughs> The other two are just never going to be taken out. Ah, I'm not going to watch Predator 2 again. That's for sure.
4: Mm-hmm. Are you getting too old for that shit?
3: <laughs> nice. Danny Glover was too old for that role. I mean, it was it was ridiculous watching that movie, like watching him try to fight things and try to run from things. And I'm like, there's no way that he would outrun anything. <laughs> wow. Well. Predator 2 was just a sad movie in so many ways. All right. Talk about, talk about a disjointed movie. Oof, that movie was awful. So, you ye- disagree. You liked Predator 2?
1: No, I said I don't disagree.
3: Oh, I thought you said you do. I was like, no. What? God, I
1: thought no. you guys were going to throw down there for a
3: second. <laughs> nope. This podcast is over. <laughs> You're
1: cheating. Flips the podcast
4: <laughs> over and walks out.
1: Yeah.
3: So, uh, I flip my own desk over. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> take
1: that, Joel.
3: <laughs> that didn't hurt anyone but me.
1: No. Anyway. So, thumbs up, thumbs down on this guy pat
3: i i mean i'd have to go thumbs down really i mean it's not it's not an overly enthusiastic one but i mean i agree with josh that this should have been so much better than it was
2: Hmm. yeah i'm kind of like can't be bothered to raise my hand to turn my thumb either way (laughs) uh,
3: nothing this movie
2: yeah it was okay i'd give it like a solid two stars out of four yeah i liked it i'd watch it again We own it, so...
1: Cheesy sci-fi. I mean, if you see it as a cheesy sci-fi movie, I give it a thumbs up. I
3: think I enjoyed it. So screw you guys.
4: The three (laughs) of us now own the same set on
3: Blu-ray. Yeah. I think it's funny. And and like I said, there's only one of those Blu-rays that's ever going to come out of that piece again. But still. Joel, what about you?
4: For me, the first time I saw it originally, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was better than I was expecting it to be. When I watched it this time, I still enjoyed it, and I think it's just a good kind of fun throwaway movie for... You know, a, a night where you got nothing else going on. But the more you guys pointed out some things that I didn't catch initially, it does kind of lessen it a bit. And um, it's not quite as enthusiastic as I was. But it's it's a good time. It's worth watching.
1: It's a popcorn movie. Exactly. So,
3: all right. Um, here's a question for everybody: What was your favorite character death in both Ooh. movies?
1: Out of between both movies? Both movies, yeah. Oh. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs>
4: that's not. That's not right. Um, I'm, I think I'm going to go back to the classic and go with uh, Blaine's death.
2: That's a good one. I'm with Joel. I mean, I, as much as the gore of Max's death is a more quality kill in terms of the effect, Blaine's death sets. It's the fulcrum on which the original film turns. And it's just such an awesome mo- moment in the film.
1: Uh, General Phillips. <laughs> Wait, you, years later. He, uh, <laughs> quietly did, in his bed, quietly <laughs> in his bed. Is it a
4: deleted scene?
1: <laughs> it's too soon, Mike. It's too soon. <laughs> you know, honestly, for, I'm going to the first one, Hawkins. Hmm. Because you don't know what's going on. You don't know. I mean, cause it's realize up until this point, it's just been a jungle action, Schwarzenegger type flick. Then literally, uh, just like, uh, um, Anna says, the jungle comes alive and pulls him away and he's left as nothing but this pile of goo. And yeah. you can tell like, as, Did you
3: find Hawkins? Maybe. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> and you have
1: these, you have these guys who are battle hardened, you know, ready for anything. They pull back, they, you know, they pull back the, the uh, leaves and they're like, huh.
3: <laughs> and they almost lose it. They're like, whoa. Yeah.
1: They're like, that was not what I was expecting. You know, <laughs> I was expecting a body, not pudding. You know, like, yeah. so I'm going to go with his because that was like the point where they, that was like the collective, oh shit. From everybody. I mean, because they knew, like, when Blaine died, yeah, it was, like, this pivotal thing, because, like, he was, like, the, the big badass. No respect for anybody. That was the guy. He gets taken out. But initially, I mean, uh, Hawkins wasn't a huge character. I mean, he wasn't this big badass as much as uh, Blaine was. But him just literally disappearing... And this, you know, and they're like, okay, obviously she didn't do it because she's still tied up. And what did she do? Chew him and spit him out.
3: You know, yeah, that's the first. That's the first time that they kind of realize, you know, we may be up against something pretty badass here. That- yeah,
1: I mean, he's not the strongest of us, but
3: shit, you know, but something just eviscerated him basically. Just, yeah, He disemboweled him,
1: and in a matter of what time? Yeah. I mean, it was less than two minutes. He was completely gutted. So, I mean, it's, that was that moment that, that uh, I, you say that you know, Blaine getting killed was a pivot. This one was the point where they all kind of went, we're a little screwed. Yeah. So,
3: And I'm going to actually go completely rogue here and pick a death that I, after looking over all the, the cast and everything, I'm going to have to pick one from the, the, the recent movie, Predators. Really? Edwin. The way that he got killed, I was just like, ah, because he got the billy treatment while he was still alive.
1: Oh yeah, he got the the both uh, forks to his back.
3: Yeah, both forks in his back, and then and then while he was still alive, got his spine and skull ripped out. So there's possible there's a possibility that he has a skull with just two eyes in it, still looking around, going, "What the hell is going on?" As, oh. as, as, I think
2: yeah. that was Stans that got his uh, no, spine
1: ripped S- up. Stans was dead first.
3: Oh, uh, they both got their. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah,
1: Edwin got Edwin. He just because sort of Gopher
3: still had the, the the neurotoxin in him. Yep. So
1: he could feel
2: it. Yeah, that's fucked up.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm like you. I bring donuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> so bring uh, donuts, Doc Man. What are we doing next week? Each other.
2: Um, Whoa. Talking about Studio Ghibli films in particular, we're going to be uh, comparing Nausicaa of *The Valley of the Wind*. To Howl's Moving Castle. Yes. I uh, get to talk about some of the classic Japan's Pixar, as it were.
1: Yes, so that'll be the um, the show for next week. And also...
3: to more anime.
1: If any of you are out in Indianapolis next week, starting Wednesday, uh, which would be... What date? That would be the uh, 29th of July... Come to Gen yep. Con. We are going to be there. All the team of uh, all four of us are going to be there and we're going to have some more, uh, extra people hanging along with us that you have heard stories about and our entourage, uh, our entourage will be there. And, um, you can have other people that you, we've talked about and, uh, we'd love to go and hang out with you and see our, see our fans.
2: Yeah. You can find us he- drinks. Since we are out of town, obviously the show that is going to be debuting Studio Ghibli has been pre-recorded. So, uh, if you've got voicemails in the queue, just uh, give them another week before they're going to appear on the show. Uh, obviously, we're not just going to be cutting them in.
0: Yeah. Uh, we we Sorry, aren't Charlie.
2: ignoring your uh, feedback. It's just uh, we've already recorded the show that'll uh, be debuting after this one. Yeah, Charlie's still gonna
1: rant about it, but it's all right. Mm-hmm.
2: That'll have to go to the show after, so there'll be this weird queue of Charlie.
3: Well, nice. we're gonna have it. A- we're going to have a, a week break from some Charlie crazy.
2: Unless he shows up.
3: <laughs> oh, no. We might have Charlie in our face in Indianapolis.
1: <laughs> we'll have that, real Charlie crazy.
3: Hey, welcome to Instant Game Show,
1: you motherfuckers. <laughs> Thank you, sir. What the fuckers? Oh, my God, that would be weird. All right, so thanks for listening, everybody. And um, like I said, I hope to see you out in India if you're out in the area. And I uh, hope you'll enjoy the Studio Ghibli show for next week. Hey, All right. I think
4: we have to say one more thing.
1: Oh, we have to say no, Oh, get to the chopper! <laughs> uh,
2: we have to say a few more things. If you want to give us a call, you can always do that at 708 Now Wrap. That's... 708-669-9727. If you want to check out our old shows, you can always find them on uh, fine podcasting directories, such as iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and shoe And you can reach out to us on Twitter at 40Go14 or shoot us an email at 40Go14 at gmail.com. Did anyone else just hear Josh turn into a predator? Yes, <laughs> I
1: did. Okay, good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Are you I- calling me one ugly motherfucker?
1: Whoa. Well, Whoa. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure at one point or another we both said that I, to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm not
2: saying you're wrong. <laughs>
1: All right, good night, folks. Too soon. <laughs>
0: You are now leaving the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends.
2: <laughs>
3: we can't actually see them. He still can't get it. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. Two years down the road, he still doesn't understand. They don't see us.
1: They live in my head.
2: <laughs> it's because of the predator camouflage, right?
1: They're all, sh- they're all shimmery.